This is the AI Assisted Organization podcast, hosted by myself, Piers Linney, and my co-host and co-founder of Implement AI, Dr. Alok Shukla. So having a slight change this week because I've been out with uh, flu and we also did a, we're quite focused on traveling and a workshop. So what follows is the audio from our workshop today. We had quite a few of our AI insiders. There's also going to be a video to this, but to see the video, you're going to have to sign up as an AI insider, which basically means sign up to our newsletter or download a white paper, visit our website. And we're basically introducing our concept of a operating system, the AI operating system, and also now focusing on growth in 2020 which is going to be a massive year. So I hope you enjoy it. The whole point is we're in November now of, you know, 2023. This year, it's literally been 12 months since ChatGPT, you know, was released. And we've seen how monumental and, and how, how large all the impacts have been. And now the key thing is like, we've been hearing a lot about AI, but the question is how to implement it and specifically where to implement it. That's where the opportunities are. So we're going to go into a bit more detail now. So myself and Piers, uh, we co-founded Implement AI, and our whole focus is to be able to like help businesses thrive and use AI. Piers, do you want to say a little bit about your background? I think many people already know you. Yes, my background is um, a little bit achieving, obviously, we may, may or may not know that. But my background actually is in, I'm a lawyer by training, going back to um, what we were just looking about then and now. I'm a lawyer by training, background in city, finance, then went into business, mostly technology, some media, telecommunications, I was a trustee of Nesta, the UK's largest innovation foundation. We did a lot of research on robotics and uh, AI, this is long before, more focused on machine learning really. And I met Alok about four years ago. He was on a, a podcast, I think with Nat West. We've been talking um, ever since, and we realized there's a gap between people using things like ChatGPT, consumer apps, and enormous companies spending millions on trying to you know, augment their business and their employees with AI. We realized that there's a lot of noise and we wanted to cut through it. So we started implementing AI, AI earlier this year. Exactly. Yes, a little bit about my background. My background is in tech and health tech and started using AI back in 2018, 2019. Neural networks, computer vision, a lot more expensive, a lot slower. And, um, you know, the capabilities are not what they were now, basically. So I'm, I'm very excited by the potential that AI has to transform different businesses. So we've written a few different white papers. If you've not um, got the white papers already, you can opt in to get them. And um, they've got different things within their frameworks, even guides, areas to focus on. So our whole objective is to help businesses actually implement and, and use it. So if you've not got it already, download our AI toolkit and you can see the different details there. So let's get through. We have the podcast, as I say, like every week we come out with different um, elements and different focuses. So we do recommend that you check that. That's on Apple, also Spotify, and also YouTube as well. And like I said, our AI latest white paper, the Augmented Workforce, it goes into a lot of detail about like how you're going to leverage AI as part of your company. So where are we now? Let's just take a little step. We are in the AI-assisted era. I mean, this is the era where all of our teams, all of our companies, all of our businesses have the ability to tap in now into intelligence. Before it was like the internet era when suddenly everything came online and that unlocked a whole load of opportunities. Now with intelligence being unlocked, you know, we've got electricity, Wi-Fi and intelligence, it enables so many new things. And the key thing here is on this exponential curve, wherever we are, we think that things are going to continue in a linear fashion, but they're not. Because I think like Piers gives the example that if you think about a lake, you think about some algae or lake, then every, you know, you come back 30 days later and the algae's covered the entire lake. It's like just doubling and doubling and doubling. So the key thing is the businesses that actually get laser focused on where you can apply it, and we're going to talk about where to think about the project and apply it in a, in a very focused way, they've got a really great advantage over the next six to nine months to really accelerate ahead of the competition. Because basically AI is a bit like a bullet train, you know, like, or a ship leaving the harbor and 
once you start getting that momentum and you integrate it into your business model and it becomes you know, generating in the right way, that gives you lots of opportunities. So the key thing that we want you to guys to get, and that's why this is an insider masterclass, is an asymmetric advantage. What this means is like having something that other people do not have and knowing something that other people do not know. So that's the, the key thing. I, I used actually, um, you know, an, an AI image generator to create. I said like, you know, using a chessboard showed me an asymmetric advantage and it showed me a team of predators basically against some bunnies essentially on a chessboard. So it gives you an idea of like the different types of elements. And the key thing here is like with AI, if you can see more than other people can see, you can be much more precise. Like if you see a dark room versus if you've got almost like spectral night vision and thermovision, and you can see where people are, you can focus and, and target the people directly according to what you want to and you know, not waste effort where you don't need to waste effort. So that's the key thing. And this is one of the most interesting things is like companies like Amazon, they invest a lot of money in different you know, experiments, different you know bets, different um, basically different opportunities. And the key thing is what you want to do is you want to focus on something which has an asymmetric upside. So with AI, by choosing the right use cases and, and by generating the kind of like the, the, the right approach within your business, you can create something, integrate something which could have a huge upside for a business and very little downside because you're not having to like, you know, hire lots of different people or change many different things. And the key thing here is like by doing different tests, you will find one of the opportunities and we'll go through three or four opportunities where that would be basically. Anything you want to add on that, Piers, at all? One of the ways which you can lock in asymmetry is, is not particularly complicated. It's by doing it. So I'm in a lot of rooms quite often where I ask the room, you know, who is using, even executive CXOs, are you using, you know, these chatbots like ChatGPT Plus personally yourself to augment yourself? And, you know, a maximum. And uh, I was at a thing with, and if you, you, you were there, Bailey, um, um, quite recently in Cornwall with Anthropy, and I asked lots of audiences saying, who uses technology? And normally it's between zero and 4%. So you can lock in a symmetry very quickly just by implementing this in your in your business and in your day-to-day -day life before other people do because people are looking at it, they think there's a lot of noise, they think it's another crypto cloud, you know, it's going to be this big hype curve and then it's sort of trough of disillusionment and there will be some of that, but this is not going away. If AI stopped today and, you, and it was implemented, the, the te technology we've got today, it was still generate a lot of things that we do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's go into the next bit. So the key thing here is to implement is you need your own operating system. So you've obviously got your you know team of employees, you've got the basic technology that you use within your business, but to be AI first, you need to actually start integrating an operating system. So what does that mean? This is just a kind of high level image, basically. So if you think about looking at the bottom left, you've got your cloud storage, your legacy IT, your productivity suites, like whatever software that you guys are using. And then you've got your third party databases. But what you want to do is build on top of that is by AI assisting your team with some specific SaaS, for example, like Microsoft's you know, 365 Copilot or different tools like MidJourney and things where you can actually create new content. So that's in the generalist AIs. But then when you start getting more interesting is when you start fine-tuning things. So you have your own company-specific AI creating the content the way you want things to be done. You have your own AI-driven workflows and you have your own AI agents which are doing different elements of your business. So this just gives you a kind of image to think that like, okay, legacy businesses are down here. But if you want to kind of like be able to scale without linearly adding cost structure of like lots of different employees and different things like this, but to be more profitable and faster and leaner, this is where you want to think about supporting your business with a kind of like an AI operating system, essentially. And I'd say that the arrow, that four to five degree arrow is also increased margin, essentially. So you're either reducing costs or you're ideally growing without adding costs in a linear fashion. Exactly. Okay. So high level, when you're looking at any workflow within your business, 
there's either no AI, so it's wholly human team member driven, and there's variability in the way that the task is done. And obviously this training is important, but people have some leeway in how they do it. AI assisted is where you may be using some tools and your team are upskilled and you've also agreed which tools you're going to use so then they can kind of almost move faster, a bit like having a bicycle versus walking. And there's AI driven where potentially it's more like train tracks where it's actually helping someone stay on track, go to the next station, stay in process, and even potentially driving that process basically, right? So there are two main areas where you can kind of focus, where you can look at like AI for revenue growth or AI for cost reduction. I'm going to focus on revenue growth today, like because like there are lots of opportunities for cost reduction, but really... The next six to nine months, I would say, is where you want to focus on being able to drive revenue growth, because that's where you can get an advantage ahead of your competition and, and, and go go in that area. Anything you want to kind of put on there for peers? Cool. All right. So the key thing here is return on investment. Okay. So return on investment. So how do we aim at return on investment with AI? Because that's the point here. This is not an academic exercise. So there are really three types of accelerators that you can think about within your business. Okay. If you think about your business, it's a machine which takes in prospects or potential customers, it then processes and, you know, interacts with and satisfies those customers. And then obviously it generates, you know, results for the customers, but then also profit. But the three levers are the degree of interactivity. So now we'll go into a bit more detail how that works with AI, but like basically how many conversations can happen simultaneously, how much information can people get in a detailed way, the way you want to get it in that way. So that's interactivity. And we'll talk about that a bit more. Speed. So that's like how fast people get responses, how fast, you know, like proposals are generated, how fast, you know, like um, communication happens or, um, you know, people are able to visualize their new outcomes and then capacity, how many parallel activities or how many parallel jobs can you do? So they're the kind of main accelerators you want to think about, interactivity, speed, and capacity. And typically that was always based on how many people you had, but now we've got a new accelerator of AI, which can help augment and increase those three basically so if we're thinking about ai for revenue growth just high level there are some different opportunities one is having ai enabled insights and opportunity discovery through data so we'll talk about, about that in a bit more detail the second thing is like ai powered communications how you can amplify sales or marketing community conversations i mean for example if someone is quoting you know x number of customers a year and then they're able to, you know, engage and close, you know, 5%, 10% more customers a year. That can increase your revenue. But at the moment, your team member can only have so many conversations per day. So being able to scale using different AI agents or AI tools for more conversations, that can become interesting. And we're going to show voice and visual AI, which is be quite interesting, basically, to enable us to do that. And the next bit is like innovation. So this is where the interactivity comes in, where if you're offering AI experiences and solutions for your customers, where they can actually interact more, gain more from your service, and at the same time you learn more about them that's how you can actually like drive more revenue so that's just high level ideas to kind of think about it so the key thing here is the interactivity the speed and the capacity so while we're going through this content okay i want you guys to think in yourself in your mind which opportunities you know would unlock 20 to 30 percent more prospects you know coming to your company 20 30 percent higher conversions or 20 30 percent higher capacity because that's the questions to think about. That's the lens you want to use when you're thinking about AI, because there are so many things you can do. But if we laser focus it into AI for ROI for business, that's the key thing. Because if you can drive higher profit and a higher valuation, that drives wherever you need to go. We've seen, for example, different models in previous presentations we've done where, you know, on a smaller business, you know, where they can add you know, 250,000 worth of EBITDA 
profit basically and it would be able to add you know 1.7 to 2 million worth of enterprise value so make your companies that much more valuable but other companies that we've been talking with which are you know like much much bigger enterprises where they've maybe like 300 sites across the uk we've seen opportunities there where there could be 30 to 60 million difference of revenue basically based on different levers that can be pulled so the key thing here and the guiding question is where are the opportunities for you and there are opportunities in your zone basically so the guy sell up out there quickly that if you read our white paper on the AI system organization, that's what it focuses on. So it's not you're not trying to pull the ocean in one go. You're looking at your business and you're saying, right, what can I pick up first? What's the low hanging fruit? What can I automate first? Where can I inject intelligence to add value? And then you work for your business like that systematically. Exactly. Because the way this is, is the transformation is a process. It's not an event. And as you transform in a lot more capacity and more growth, that's where more opportunities can kind of come from there, basically. So let's go through four rules. If you want to have an AI operating system, there are four things that you can start doing, basically. So number rule number one, record everything. Stop leaking data from calls, meetings, and online person and in-person meetings and store it in an AI accessible database to help you build your data advantage. I mean, how many conversations happen with potential clients or different people? I'll give an example. I was talking with someone who runs a, a members club couple of days ago and you know they have a, a new interview where they meet prospective new members where they're going to join the club and I was asking them like do you record the meeting they're like no and I was saying well actually if you did you'd be able to uncover different opportunities and different passing comments that person made where you could then offer or match them with other members in a much more you know unique way which could help unlock more value so the whole point here is like if you can actually be hyper personalized you can actually make things much more relevant for people so the key thing is recording everything because there are so many opportunities that come from meetings, from phone calls, from, you know, any kind of communication, but it has to be in an accessible way that you can gain your advantage because you can't get a return on your data if you don't capture the data. So I would say that rule number one is record everything, basically. And then if you've got systems, legacy systems, that we come across a lot of sectors where they say, yeah, we use this legacy system, it hasn't got an API. And we say, well, is it on their roadmap? Uh, well, not really. Change them out. I mean, it can be quite a laborious process, but the data and access to it and using it and extracting value from it is key to this. And if you can't, you know, no one should be sort of holding you to ransom in terms of being able to access that data. Yeah. And if you go back to that image that I showed you at the beginning, one of the one, one of the slides that I showed you here, just to kind of zoom, zoom backwards. A company that tries database at the bottom, basically. So you need to have your own accessible database where you can capture everything in the way that you want to. So rule number one is record everything, okay? And that's the, the whole thing that's going to give you the advantages of where to follow up with. So just as an example, if people have seen some of our presentations this is a tool which was designed kind of to basically show um how doctors can do consultations and what happens is during the consultations i'll just forward it when they're talking it records the whole transcript of the conversation but it's also the ai suggesting questions to ask for the next item and it's also predicting what it thinks that the solution potentially could be so if you're not recording you cannot unlock these different things and we've you know had conversations with so many different kinds of like either health groups or different people where they want to leverage the data and information in an interesting way so that's kind of recording everything to look at a different example this is an example where they say some specific kinds of interviews that might happen so this is a tool where when people need to kind of go through a particular type of interview which is answering different kinds of questions what happens is it records the entire um, transcript, but it's also identifying when the people answer or not, right? And it's also rating how well they were answered. So the key thing is like by having recording in place, you can start to leverage that and identify new opportunities for your customers basically, okay? So that's number one. Rule number two is accelerate your team. 
So what you want to do is identify all the areas in your business which rely on the processing of words, images, numbers, sounds. So it's called wins, and I'll show you that. Because that's what generative AI can process much better than people. And what you want to do is identify the initial AI tools which can be used for that and upskill. So it's very important to upskill your team. Because like I said, if you are you know, a knowledge worker, you're basically working with words, images, numbers, and sounds. And AI can process that much better. So this morning, for example, you know, our, our lead cognitive scientist was actually running a, an AI-assisted training workshop for um, a company basically so we run you know ai training as well and helping them understand how they can do their tasks faster and have the tools and the specific insights of how to approach their work can help them you know unlock you know 25 to 30 percent more productivity so they showed a nice study here where they basically people were doing were tasks 25% faster and a 40% higher quality using AI. And this was like in a quite a basic way. So when they start getting upskilled using, you know, detailed AI and having their own tools, it's going to be much greater. And there's very few things that you could actually just plug in and enable, you know, productivity be unlocked. So that's the key. And that, was, um, that was McKinsey and Boss Consulting Group, wasn't it? Larry? So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And just to give you a kind of scale of like where you can improve things when you're upskilling your team, you can teach them obviously skills like prompt engineering, and you can also then you can also give them tuned AI models. And I'm not going to go too technical here, but basically you can make sure that the AI gives answers from your materials first, and then you can also augment it in the ways where you can actually provide knowledge bases which have specific answers for specific industries and doing a combination of those two things. So by accelerating your team, you can give them customized AI knowledge bases or customer support tools or for anything. I mean, to, to be honest, customer support is a massive opportunity being able to answer questions faster and much better. Yesterday, I was um, trying to set up a system and they had WhatsApp you know, answers when I was able to WhatsApp and get questions answered in quite a nice way. And the initial flow was quite because it was like very generic but then when I got through to a person it was very good but my answer could have actually been dealt with wholly by AI basically so the key thing is by having all of those answers in written form and then all those answers within your own knowledge base you can definitely help your customers find opportunities and answers much faster and it also is much more profitable for you guys basically as well so rule number three customer first AI experiences so what you want to do is think about digital customer experiences that are more interactive than your competitors so basically the more interaction, the more communication, a bit like the WhatsApp communication or, you know, sending photos or sending different information, the more information you can get back and forth with your customer, the more you can understand them. And then also the more committed and engaged they are going to be to you. And that this is going to basically unlock new opportunities for growth, because if you're easier to deal with than someone else, you know, if your website literally just requires you to talk to it or you've got an app and you can just snap a photo of the issue basically rather than describing it. Think about car insurance. Like there's, there's a very nice uh, company in China called Ping An basically, and they basically started using AI many years ago to transform all their operations. And they're basically AI first, you know, company, but they leveraged it for insurance or, you know, for healthcare and many different things. But for example, for accidents with cars, they just snap a photo of what happened with the car and then it, it unlocks everything immediately from that. Now, those sorts of opportunities were only available for massive companies before, but that's coming now possible for different people. So think about voice interfaces and, you know, AI-driven tools to plan or organize jobs, because that's going to be a big thing next year. I think the voice interface is going to be everywhere, basically, right? Like, uh, so really thinking about the user experience or the user interface of AI, voice and vision unlocks new possibilities. So just give me an example. This is where you can create different AI agents. We have talked about this in, in our white paper, but let's look at an example of a gym or a nutritionist. So Normally, you would charge membership when they're in the gym or when they come for a consultation, and that's the kind of help you can do. So only when they're sat in front of you. But people spend most, more of their time not in front of you, and they could actually sabotage a lot of their health goals by you know not eating the right stuff. So imagine, for example, you give them a tool 
where they could snap a photo of what they're eating. So this was like a plant-based um, jackfruit taco I had in a, in a restaurant. And by snapping a photo of it, I asked, you know, Vision and GPT to actually give me a breakdown of the nutrition from it. And then also to give me the details of like, you know, what the benefits are in different elements. So imagine, for example, you created a tool for your own customers that were members of you, where they could actually snap, you know, photos of the, the food that they're eating. Everything's automatically categorized and you also know what's going on. I mean, there are companies that raised millions to try and do this before. And now you could, anyone could do this basically, you know. So I think having vision as, as a capability could be quite powerful. And me, for example, when I was in a, in a place, like if you imagine you're trying to like categorize the interior of a building, let's just say, for example, property rental, I was talking with some property investor the other day and you can just take a photo of the interior and it can categorize everything that's within there so we were talking about opportunities for you know the walk the initial walk through and the exit interview of the property and different things like this so vision is very powerful and having different kinds of tools or you know and solutions for your customers which allow them to interact with you more but more importantly for you to understand them more that's quite powerful and it's worth saying that until this year until last year you know you'd spend millions of pounds on getting an ai to understand what a glass was you know you send lots of pictures and angles to understand it and now you can take pictures of entire rooms and in nature, you just understand it and uh, kind of can relate to it as well. And voice, the other big one is, it hasn't really hit yet, but voice now is becoming almost real time. You're not saying something, it's then being transcribed and going through a process. It's happening as a stream now. So, you know, people answering phones in your businesses or whatever you, wherever you want to implement AI, that concept is going away because it will soon make no sense. Exactly. So this is just like showing other things within a menu, for example. Like let's say you're a restaurant and you've got different elements. So I was asking what the adaptogenic latte is. I mean, that tells you funny things about myself, what I'm interested in, but it was giving me a breakdown of like the different health benefits, the different elements. So if you think about in a restaurant, even for example, you think that's low tech. Well, actually, no, you have a personalized menu. Like if you said that, okay, I am you know, vegetarian, vegan, or I'm interested in like losing weight or interested in being, or having more energy, and it only recommended the items, which was like that, or better still, you just talk to it and say, you know, I want this, what do you recommend? You know, what are my top three things that I want to feel energized afterwards? You're going to create much more better experiences. And those things people will pay for. And the thing is, once you've created those in your AI operating system, that's something you can get ROI on constantly, basically. Touching on voice, which Piers mentioned, essentially. So let's look at this. So imagine people were on your website, they were buying something, but then they stopped it. So it's called abandoned cart, basically. Like they put their email in, but they didn't buy the item. Listen to this. Hey, James. Oh, not anything, man. Yeah, no worries. I hate cold out for the Bluetooth. But I'm actually from Apple, and I thought you were checking out Vision Pro, and we're about pre-order, but let us put it out. I don't know. You're looking into, and okay, I can respect that. Can I just ask one question before you go? Uh, fine, feel for that. What did you, well, why did you decide not to pre-order the Vision Pro? I saw you changed your mind last minute. This is a game. This is an AI, which basically, like, made a follow-up call to the person, was able to recognize when the person was like, trying to shift topic and things and, and it actually makes a joke later on basically saying that like you know why didn't you buy the vision pro the new apple goggles like three grand or whatever and it said like no i'm going for their meta quest which is like you know, several hundred dollars and it basically said oh but you know what happened to threads you know their twitter competitor and stuff so you know this is coming you know like you know you know real time you know voice conversations you know we've created built like you know a auto consult agents which can answer different questions and ask different questions for people based on what they want to do so for example um, if someone needs to answer Answer different questions this will actually talk to them ask the questions and then categorize all the different elements and this can be applied within you know chronic disease management to understand you know if there are any complications from any medications there are many industries which are regulated where you have to like always find out you know like has anything changed for your for your life and different elements like this so voice is going to be huge this year because before it was the alexa device now anything can be alexa even your website basically so rule number four 
Assemble your own unique AI data set from internal and external sources that unlock X-ray vision for unparalleled customer understanding. Now, this is the key thing here, right? If you can see what other people cannot see, you can then target more effectively. And AI can literally give you kind of X-ray vision where you can actually identify people that you couldn't see before. So I'm going to show you a bit later on what kind of things you can do with AI or automation tools. But this is an example. So this is showing like how... The website is the is browser is being controlled by an AI system essentially, which can then extract any information and understand what's going on from within there. So if you can think about that, okay, AI can log in and open up any website and see all the details from it. What could you also do? Well, you could also start to assemble your own proprietary databases, for example, you know, like with different lists of you know company people, what's going on with their company, different information, all that kind of stuff. So you can start to have some really interesting data gold mines. Other things you can do rather than just going on the browser web and like looking for, you know assembly your own unique data insights which is based on like you know this type of company or this type of person or different things and you can like for example open up linkedin grab information summaries about people understand about a company you know how many employees they've got there's a lot of things you can do now also with your phones for example like how many missed opportunities you have daily like imagine you got hundreds and hundreds of phone calls coming through what's the value of, of those being missed so for example if you were able to see exactly because you had an ai system which listened to all the phone calls and it could identify that okay tony you know was inquiring on something worth fifteen thousand pounds and he contacted but he was playing golf he's about to go on holiday and he didn't have time to have the conversation he was a bit confused your team member is able to follow up with that person afterwards because they've got a list. This is the data goldmine. They've got the list of all the people that were missed opportunities with the transaction size, opportunity size above this much. I mean, that person can be much more productive than somebody else who has to sift through hundreds and hundreds of people. So having your own data sources and being able to get the insights from that, and that's like the second part of the record everything, having the right insights from that can really give you x-ray vision there. So again, coming back to it, the three accelerators are interactivity, speed, and capacity. They're the kind of key things that you want to focus on, okay? And Let's look at some elements. So people think about, okay, how does AI specifically do this? So I'm going to go into a bit more detail now about some of the things that AI can actually do, just so you get a better understanding about these different bits. Because you might think, okay, I get it, but what's possible? Let's look at this in a bit more detail. So AI systems could open up any browser interface. So if you look at screen, it can you know open up a browser, it can access it, it can search anything. It can then also understand all the screen content. So that's like the second part. So it could take a photo of the entire screen, extract all the information. Remember that vision capability we talked about, it can also understand what's in images, what's in videos. I saw a very nice example of an AI sports commentator someone had made where basically it was watching a football video and, the, and it was commenting as AI, oh, he's making it through, he's passing into the last corner, yo, he seems unstoppable, goal, you know, and it was quite funny because it was the AI voice that was doing that. So be able to understand screen content and also be able to understand what's on the different web pages. So you might have some tools or some processes in your business which require someone to move and click a lot. You know, that can be potentially like automated and leveraged as well to increase your capacity, remember. Web writing interface, so creating an kind of screen content or any kind of articles i mean let's say for example your marketing department if you've got your own tuned ai system which is basically loaded with examples of the way that you phrase things and your company do things that could then be used as a reference to help generate new content because it's using that as a basis so then that means that like you're not just relying on the training of your team members and let's say 
GBT or ChatGBT or Claude or any of these other systems, you know, just default information, it could be relying specifically on tuned information from you and also in the way that you want it. So it's more consistent because if you can let amplify your content output in previous presentations, we've showed how, you know, myself or peers are speaking in different languages with our lips synced and everything like this. So if we can actually increase our content output, again, that can help us with attracting more people or explaining more different things within there. And web control interface, manipulating screens and programs. So we were talking with a business that basically they have to, for like nearly 300 sites, they have to log into a portal and basically manage each of those 300 sites, specific things on their listing, basically, right? And that requires someone to log in and look at that across three different platforms for each restaurant. There's like 200 or whatever like this, you know? So having a system which can access those, look at those and do those in parallel, that can unlock a lot of opportunity because the difference between being in the right place on those listings or not could yield as much as, you know, 20 to 30 million more revenue, basically, based on being optimized. So screen interfaces is basically a very important thing to kind of think about. Data, if we just go into a little bit more detail, again, having your own data systems that you can access, like Piers mentioned before, if your legacy systems have an API or a way to access it, great. If they don't, you need to think about like moving to a system which will allow you to access it. And there are ways of accessing data without a traditional API, I'm not going into too much detail, but sometimes there's a visible one and a visible one, basically. But the key thing is you need to be able to access your systems to get information from it. Vectorized databases, AI accessible databases. This could be like, I say, all the meetings from your company, they all go into a particular place. And there's an AI agent, which is tuned to basically look at all the, what are the sales opportunities from all these meetings or what are the common issues? So for example, we loaded in like over a thousand phone calls and we said like, show us all of the common complaints. And it actually showed a knowledge graph of what the common issues were, the common complaints by themes. So you can start to interact with your data more rather than just being reactive to kind of what's happening. You also want to have, you know, data, you know, understanding interfaces where you could put in a, you know, spreadsheet and it could help you identify different patterns and trends. You want to have potentially rules interfaces where it could understand the data. And then according to that, it could then you know, make a decision of like this or this, basically by understanding what's there. Reporting interfaces, like having different dynamic dashboards, showing you what different insights there are, or even recommendation interfaces where it understands your product list, understands what they're looking at, and it can recommend them. So just giving you some kind of like more granular tools where you can start thinking about it. And I remember we talked at the very beginning about where are the opportunities to drive more conversion, more capacity, and more speed, basically, in those areas. Communication is a big one. You know, if you've got a system which can track all of the inbound emails, read them, make sure that if someone wasn't followed up with, it could make sure that there was flagged that they should be followed up with, and at the same time, summarizing the opportunities. So imagine an email comes in, it understands the domain the person emailed from. So let's just say Premier, Premier Woodwork, for example, right? And then it could then open up, it could have a system which would then open up that URL, extract and summarize the details from there, also open up LinkedIn, extract the details from that. And then you could then have like a summary. I had these companies contact me today and are ranked based on company size or whatever it is like this. So there's, there's ways that your team members can be almost like, you know, supported where their attention needs to go. So that could be quite useful. Outbound interfaces where it could draft and then potentially send emails for you based on different scenarios. Call interface that we talked about, transcribing calls and messaging interfaces like asynchronous communication by WhatsApp, voice notes, all those sorts of things are very good. So I didn't list on here, but voice notes are very good. Uh, actually, I know it's the next slide I've got that, but yeah, having a more engaging way to interact with people is, is, is quite good. And then the voice and vision bits that we talk about is having voice interfaces. So imagine like on a website, normally at the moment, we have to actually like search all the different bits to understand what there is, but versus if we could actually just click and just talk and just say, okay, um, 
I have this business. This is what I'm looking at. And um, what, what, what do I need to know, for example, or I'm thinking of buying some new furniture and I have this much square foot in my, in my apartment, what, what would be suitable for me? And I like these styles or here's a photo of my mood board, which I like the AI could actually understand, you know, like the vision part of it and the voice part of it of like what you like, and it could only recommend stuff like that. So this can become very powerful. So being able to like transcribe anything that can be done, speak in any voice, even your own voice or someone else's voice. The AI voices are very good now. They're not robotic. They also have like natural emotions within there and they can be of any, um, any accent basically. So you might pick an Irish accent more friendly or, you know, Scottish accent or wherever you might, where you want to be from. Vision interfaces we talked about where you've got tools which are watching, taking photos in. Imagine, for example, someone snaps a photo of their bathroom and they want to get a new bathroom done. It could then suggest and show them examples of where that could be. They might not be automatic straight away. In our white papers, we talk about being AI-assisted, where you go from level zero with no AI to level five, which is like a fully self-driving car with everything. Just you might go level three where, you know, proposals and good things are generated and summarized for your team members to send. And then they can, you know, like finalize the details and go from there, basically. But this is the kind of thing that you want to think about in, in, in that regard, basically. Anything you want to put on that, Piers? I think I would add that you've got to think of this in, in a couple of other things. One is that essentially it's automation, right? So some of this is robotic process automation, for example, looking at the screen and grabbing data. But somewhere in that in that sort of chain of events, what you're doing is adding intelligence. So you can then look at that picture, look at that data, compare data, and you can add that large language model intelligence to actually create value, extract insights. That's what you're really looking for. And often what happens is in most businesses, uh, is that it, most people have kind of been quite slow on digital transformation. And what this does is it accelerates that, it kind of pulls it through. So you look at your business and realize that every human sense, these machines are going to have quite soon. So they've already got, they can hear, they can speak, they can now see pretty effectively. Soon you'll have taste and touch as well. It's a bit further out in terms of embodied AI, but that's coming. So look at your business and, and really think ahead. Where can I automate this? And don't worry too much about the technology because it's either here or it's coming. Exactly. Exactly that. It's the, the speed at which new capabilities in all of these zones are increasing is there. But if we just think about it, we've just shown systems that can operate any computer, understand you know any image or any video, listen to the person. Even I didn't touch in this in this presentation, but I've shown in previous presentations where the AI can actually understand the emotions about what where the person was, their excitement level. In the meeting tool I demonstrated before, I didn't show. But we haven't um, basically we analyzed the enthusiasm, all the different details, and, and from it afterwards, and that could be your language. Assimilate, you know, the the entirety of the internet, any data you wanted to. So, and, and most most companies, like I was saying earlier, they haven't even looked at this yet because it's moved so quickly. And that's the that's the that's the opportunity. Exactly, exactly. And the all these things are not going to change. So people say, oh, but AI is changing so fast. Is that a problem? No, because the 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 power of it is increasing. So imagine you've got like an employee and the employee gets more skilled over time. Great, but the employee is still doing specific things. They're still connected in doing certain tasks and doing an output. So all it means is that the speed and the quality of the output will increase basically, right? But you're not going to have to kind of re replace those things. And if you do it in a modular way, a bit like we were talking about before, that's where you're going to be in a good, good place. But basically that's the kind of like key thing. And if you're thinking about like high level, you know, in your management, you want to think about your meetings, your reporting and training of people, how you can use AI for different things. For marketing, you want to think about social content, 
authority content, like creating very detailed white papers and even interactive content. So authority content, for example, imagine you want to do a really detailed report on a specific area. So we've shown people how you can create, for example, automated podcasts, for example, right? Which would like go to specific news sites, understand and summarize the details from there. And then it could even automatically create a podcast on that news, for example. But the same way also we've, we've given like a five, six hour presentation, we've loaded all that information in and then we've said, okay, I want this organized according to this framework, but only use my own ideas. That will then assemble it. And we use that to create our white papers, right? So Claude, for example, has a 200,000 context, win context window. Same with, you know, OpenAI's MGPT has a huge context window, like 300, 600 page book, basically, you know, so you've got the ability to have these things. So if you can put out more authority content, more social content, and more interactive content, and then your competitors, that's where you can kind of get to much more much more interactivity, basically. And then sales... I took it from that, it's worth saying that yeah. it, it doesn't replace you this, so you can't expect it to write perfect content. What it does enable you to have an idea and to manifest it. It can be written, it can be created. It's the manifest thing within your head a lot faster and a lot more efficiently and effectively. Yeah, and one of the best ways, and like we, we teach you about this in our courses, like you talk with the AI. So you say like, I'm doing this, I'm working on this, and this is what I've got. And then it will it will help you kind of develop that context and that information. So you've got the you've got access to an expert immediately in any subject you want. And you can supplement that with your domain-specific knowledge as well. We were talking with like a, he was a structural engineer actually. And he was talking about like how with Claude, he was very impressed with like the accuracy of many of the different elements. Now, obviously you have to be a domain-specific knowledge expert yourself in the zone that you've going to go with. But once you know enough and you supplement your systems or tune your systems in the right way, you've got great advantages. For sales, you know, like outreach, interactive demonstrations or follow-up, that's another area that you want to think about, you know, where you can put those zones in. And then the operations, you know, product service delivery, customer support, customer success, quality assurance. So for example, with one business we were talking with, customer success was a massive opportunity for them because they had like a solution basically where Essentially, the companies, people were reselling their product and the difference between a successful person selling it and, a, and like an average person was huge. Let's say the best AM consultants were doing like, let's say 500,000 worth of revenue. The, the ones that were doing nothing were doing literally doing nothing. And being able to then show the other agents like how high is high, what, you know, the authority content, like you're doing this, but you could have sell these other four products with your right training. You could be doing these things. And they're also building, you know, AI supported knowledge bases to help people do their job much faster. So they were identifying that that could, you know, add another 5 million revenue, for example, you know, so there's huge, huge opportunities. And it's a question of like zoning in on where is your opportunity. So don't think about all the 12 of these boxes, basically. Think about where is the biggest opportunity first. And we kind of talked about this. So Interactive. One of the things we mentioned in the podcast probably last week or week before is I think there's another sort of horizontal or another sort of life that's matrix, which is you personally. So, you know, yeah. you've got management, market, sales, operations. It's the business owner. It's the founder. It's the CXO. You can use this technology personally, and we, we both do, to automate self. Having a, a whiteboard, someone to bounce ideas off, someone to talk to, someone to discuss your strategic plans, you know, to analyze your financial model. So this can augment you as well, which has an obvious impact on the business and all of these things. Absolutely. Uh, and you talked about many examples, Piers, where like you'll be driving and you'll be using the hands-free voice activated, you know, chat GPT to have a conversation with, to clarify thinking or things. Often when I go to like a restaurant and I, and I like to leave a review because I find that most reviews tend to be negative because the only people that write a review tend to be like upset, essentially. So I was trying to help where I can, but I always want to write a nice review. So what I'll do is after I've gone to the place, I'll just activate the voice bit on, on, the, on the app and I will talk and I'll say, you know, Rachel was very friendly. The food was excellent. The music was like this. I'll give through as much detail as possible. Then I'll ask it, please rephrase um, for an online review. And I get a very nice structured thing about, you know, ambience, food, 
you know, like experience, you know, like rating, you know, quality, comparables, all those different elements that I can just share and, and post it. So it means that it's a lot quicker to talk. Your words per minute is much faster and you can do much more depth of communication than you can by typing it. If you have to type it, you know, that's a big thing. So even just introducing voice activated reviews for your own business can multiply the number of testimonials and reviews that you have, but you can even go into interactive reviews, but you know, there's, there's a lot of things that you can do basically. But the key thing here is like, how can you be more interactive? How can you increase your speed of communication? And how can you increase your capacity? And that's the key thing here. Like the technologies that we've just kind of shown you as an overview within there, this is a matrix. And for different businesses, there are different lights in different orders where there would be the biggest opportunity, but there is an opportunity. And the question is just to think about where is that opportunity that can yield, you know, a big revenue increase for you. And you want to think in meaningful, meaningful terms, because this is the opportunity and opportunities like this don't come across very often. Like, I mean, peers, like you've seen like cloud, you've seen, you know, different, different areas. Like how often do you see something where there's like almost like a seismic shift in commercial opportunity available for businesses? Well, one of these we start to implement AI is because this is bigger than the internet, right? The internet allowed us to communicate, access data, but the, the internet as we know it, the, you know, traipsing around all these different mini spaces in, in cyberspace is, is going away. And the, as we talk about the ship leaving the harbor and those that are on it are, you know, are safe. Those that made the leap are going to be the winners. Those that don't, those that are waiting, because I think it's just some kind of fad. And we don't know, you know, in our, in our sort of exponential curve, we don't look exactly when it's really going to sort of take off, but it's not, you know, no one's talking about it being five years away, that might 10 years away, you know, it's, it's one, two, three years away. So the key is, is to be in a position and to at least understand this so you can implement it and um, sort of make hay while that sun shines. Because there were, going back to the communication, the point is a lot of this technology, the basics is going to be in the productivity suite. You know, we just saw this week, Google launched it in Duet now, Microsoft Copilot. So Alok always says, a lot of this will become like spell check. People are going to have it. So the question for you is, how did you add that additional value? Exactly. And, and like, you know, for example, I don't know if you, everyone's aware of like the drama that happened to OpenAI recently in the last like week or so, because like the, you know, the, the CEO got removed and got added back. But basically a week before that happened, he'd said that like in an interview, that's four times he's seen a profound shift in the technology capability. And the most recent one was a few weeks ago. And if you think about OpenAI versus the other companies, like, so we also use other models. We use Llama's model, which is like an open source model. We also use Claude, we use different ones. And different ones have different capabilities. So for example, Claude is not very good for business and, and analytic stuff. But, um, you know, ChatGPT, GPT-4, nothing of any of the companies is actually matching that. They've got systems which match 3.5, um, but not four. And they've also got new stuff coming out. So honestly, like th there's gonna be even bigger shifts within months. Like we're not talking about, you know, like years at all. So having no plan to manage AI risks and pursue opportunities is a bad plan because the key thing you want to think about is what's the advantage you can gain in your industry? You know, there will be some of your team members which will be using AI and that's good. But if you don't have a plan for it and you don't, haven't worked out or reset the productivity expectations of your business, for example, I had someone at a workshop that I was doing in Dublin and she was asking me, how do I create more social videos? And I showed her a tool where literally in 30 seconds, you put in a YouTube video that you recorded or a video you recorded, and it will create 15 shorts immediately with all the um, subtitles and everything. And and she was like paying someone quite a lot of money to edit everything, do everything and taking a lot of time. So that person who's the editor can do other things for her. But like, you know, if your expectation was paying this much and getting this much, 
And if you know with AI, it means you can pay this much and get this much, you want to like leverage that and empower your team to do things in the right way. And you need to have in place the right governance framework and things. We're not covering that here. We cover this within our training and the detailed you know, sprints that we kind of like do, but you have to have the right systems and the right policies and frameworks in place. You need to, you know, train your team and keep up with the AI evolution. So if you want to start 2024 strong, you're doing the right thing already by upskilling and acknowledging yourself right now and being there uh, quickly. What is, if you're trying to recruit people in the future and you're not augmenting them with this technology, why the hell are they going to come and work for you compared to somebody else who is? Because what it means is they can focus on the more the more meaningful work, the things they actually want to do, not all the mundane of admin or things that we all find ourselves doing. That's the key one. So, in order that is actually training, because what you're doing in some cases, handing someone a saxophone, beautiful instrument, make beautiful music, if you don't have to play it, it's going to sound stupid awful. So the people need to understand how it works, how to use it, and how powerful these tools are. Otherwise, um, it's going to be everything's going to be basically the same across the board. Absolutely, and, and like you know, new talent wants to work in places which are going to be able to you know help them develop and grow. And so imagine you join one person joins one company A, which is AI assisted and becoming AI assisted, and company B who's staying legacy, let's call it that, right? The learning curve and the skills and the productivity of this person bears this person be huge. So the earning capability and the future prospects for this person will be also be bigger because if that company's AI assisted can be more profitable with more revenue per employee, then that's that means it can be a better opportunity for that person because if this person can then generate more output than this person can, even though they're both working hard, you know, different opportunities arise. So I think for recruitment, it's going to be big, basically, you know, like be able to like show why, this, what's the vision for this company? What's the vision for this team, essentially? And also, you know, you want to start, you know, 2024 strong. You want to think about, you know, like, where is going to be the big opportunities for you guys next year? What do you want to focus on? What's the one big idea? You know, be more interactive, you know, increase your capacity. You're going to have more speed of communication. What's the big idea? Just pick one big idea to begin with and then start going into, like, how could that idea yield a meaningful growth improvement for you? And then you can start going into more detail. So, you know, start breaking things down, start reading the information. If you're interested in getting training done, we have our training academy. And as I say, like we've got different elements. We recommend you start with AI fundamentals, then prompt engineering. And we, we have an offer for the people that book um, this side of Christmas. It can be delivered in January, but you can save 50 pounds on the training. So all the details is on our Implement AI and, um, you know, training website. And as I say, if you want to actually start implementing it within your business, we recommend joining with our AI Activate 60-day sprint. And we work either side of Christmas. So it's not like a hard and fast about 60 days. But the point is, is that it's a commitment where you're going to know that you're going to be able to like get jump started, get the best practices and the ideas from everywhere. We can also help you guide and understand where the opportunities are because we see different applications and implementations across many different businesses. So we're able to guide you and help you kind of like get kickstarted essentially. And the whole point there is your senior management gets upskilled, your policy and governance, training for your team, your AI roadmap, and also a department focused AI workflow or MVP basically. I think the idea there is you see the ask possible. And it means that you can take other stakeholders with you as well. Because some lots of our clients find that there's a core that really gets really embed it. So it allows you to sort of take people with you and level everyone up. Exactly. Exactly. And as I say, like there are like we recommend that like if people get started, we can with the AI activate, we're also including the AI product innovation sprint as well, because that having some kind of AI generated, you know, product tool or service which can really help drive unlock more growth for next year can be quite important for you. 
Well, I hope you enjoyed that. There was quite a lot crammed in there into that one hour. We're going to continue these workshops and we're going to sort of drill down into the different areas of creating this AI operating system for your business. Basically a platform for growth in 2024. And 2024 is going to be a huge year in artificial intelligence. And it's going to be the year in which you know many businesses and individuals begin to you know sort of leave the pack by implementing this technology and making the most of it for themselves, for their customers, and for the stakeholders to create value. So we'll look forward to you uh, joining us on the next one.